we've heard so much about millennials and after them, Generation Z, they are being active philanthropically in very different ways. So as fundraisers, what do we need to know? Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the fundraising school. And I'm joined today by Kyle Lanham. He's the Vice President for Community Engagement at Goodwill Industries of Central and Southern Indiana. And this is a nonprofit that even though they've been around for about 100 years, is having a lot of success bringing the next generation in as donors and as volunteers. And Kyle, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Bill. So everybody wants to know, how are you doing it? Because it can be a mystery for a lot of our fundraisers to develop relationships with these younger generations. Well, thanks. We started, I think, with a commitment to make sure that we, as an organization, were prepared to use the resources that we thought would be required to engage the next generation. And um, we, we have an old saying at Goodwill, this 85-year-old organization in Indianapolis, we've had a lot of opportunities with, with volunteers, and we haven't done it very well. And mm. the reason is no one's ever awakened every morning to say, how do I do this? How do I make sure that this works right? And we did. So about three or four years ago, we, we put together with the foundation board the notion of uh, creating a YP, a Young Professionals Board. Young Professionals board. And it was begun really with some of the, the foundation board members, um, in one case a family member, another case a young colleague, and we, we made a very intentional, we, we were intentional about who we invited mm -hmm. to make sure that the group was not only the right age, but that A, they were there to be engaged with our mission, that they weren't there just to do networking, and B, that we wanted a group to be more reflective of our community and the people we serve than perhaps it might have been otherwise. So Goodwill has started a Young Professionals Board with a core group of millennials that continues to grow from one year to the next. These folks are volunteering on this board. They've also become donors. And Dr. Michael Moody, who's written the book Generation Impact, talks about how this generation, more than any other, really wants to be involved with impact when they're engaged in the philanthropic sector. How do you, you infuse impact in all of your relationships with these young professionals? Because Goodwill has so much. You're helping so many people improve their lives and strengthen our community. How is that part of your relationship with these young professionals? We think we're well situated as any non-for-profit could be. It's easy for folks to come in and see the kind of impact that we have. So we do it in two ways, really. One is to make sure that as, as often as we can with this group and with the members of this group, that they can engage directly with the people who, whose lives are being changed by what we're doing. So we'll have someone from our reentry program, mm -hmm. for example, come in to talk to the group and describe how his life was changed when he got out of prison, came to work at Goodwill, participated in the program, created, uh, finished a credential, and is now off to a new job. We'll also make sure that we engage the young leaders with the impact, the data, that describes how what we are doing affects not only the individuals, but the community. So it has a collective impact. We're also engaging these young professionals with members of our leadership team and our staff. Each of the executives on our at Goodwill, they know the young leaders, they spend time with them, they have lunch with them, and the same with the staff. We thought that would be important. We're finding, and I think we've done a good job of making sure that the young leaders spend time with each other. Mm -hmm. and they enjoy socializing, yeah. but they're there for the mission. So being introduced to participants in the program, 
hearing and getting to know the staff members and the leaders of the organization, being able to network with each other, looking at data, all of these ways that impact is infused throughout this activity as millennials are being invited in to serve at Goodwill Industries. And Kyle, not only are they volunteering, they're donating. And I think I heard you say you have 100% giving from this group. A lot of us that we talk to at the fundraising school don't have 100% giving on our regular boards of trustees. How have you done this, 100% giving with these millennials? It, we decided up front that this was going to be part of how the, the group structured. It was actually the group itself, the young, the young leaders who said, we will all be donors. There is a $100 minimum. Mm-hmm. They have contributed in the, for during the life of the, the, of the group over the last four years, uh, $25,000, $26,000, of what last year we've doubled the amount of giving mm-hmm. each year. They also bring their networks. So their friends, uh, 52 of their friends have made cash wow. uh, uh, gifts in the last three years, uh, totaling over uh, $5,000. So we are meeting them where they're at, creating an expectation with an, invita- an invitation. They're responding accordingly. And you touched on something importantly, Kyle, that is backed up by the research they're inviting their friends. This is a very collaborative generation. They have lots of friends and peers, and it sounds like they like to be involved philanthropically with those folks as well. They do. They, they are inviting their friends. They're inviting their friends to the handful, a very small number of events that the group puts on, but they're also asking them to join the Brackets of Good giving, for example, mm-hmm. as well as just writing a check. How would you describe what is similar about working with this group as you think about a regular board of trustees? And what are some of the distinctions? What's different about this generation? Our experience, I would say, is limited to this group mm-hmm. generally. But we have found what Michael writes in his book to be consistent with our experience. We made sure that as we set the group up that it would be engaging as possible. We'd allow opportunities, we'd encourage opportunities, I should say, for the group to become engaged with the people we serve, with each other. And it, it more so, I would say, than the, than the folks who have been longtime and generous contributors. Many love to be engaged. We do that as often as we can. But some are happy just saying, I know what you're doing. I appreciate it and keep doing it. Kyle, what advice would you have for nonprofits uh, listening in, watching this podcast? How do I get started? I mean, so often if we can just get started, then we can build momentum and grow from there. But what are some of the first steps we need to take to engage millennials in our nonprofits? As I said to you earlier, I'm not holding myself out to be an expert. But we are, so go ahead. Okay, fair (laughs) enough. If you are, then I will. I I think the key is, and and I know this from just my other life experience, there, there needs to be an organizational commitment to make sure that the thing is going to go. Mm-hmm. Are, is, the, is your organization going to be to provide the resources necessary, the person in charge, the liaison, to make sure that all of those, those person's needs are going to be met, the team's needs are going to be met? Because it is high touch. As Michael says, it's high touch and high maintenance. And it's fine. It's great. Everybody enjoys it. But if you're not prepared to do that as an organization, then, then maybe it's not time yet. Again, at the fundraising school, we're so glad to be housed within the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy, where we have a couple of dozen academic faculty who are doing primary research. We have another research team of eight to 10 professionals who are discovering new knowledge all the time. And yet what we want to do at the fundraising school is translate that into useful information that you can implement at your nonprofit and demonstrate that 
through wonderful examples like Goodwill of Central and Southern Indiana, which is having success by being very intentional, having an organizational culture and an organizational commitment, making sure that you understand you're in this for the long run, and also know, and you said this, Kyle, again, this is high touch. This takes a little while. This can take a longer time to develop these relationships, and you just have to be in it for that long haul. We've referenced Dr. Michael Moody. His book is Generation Impact. We encourage you to pick that up. And again, we hope that you're learning some good examples here from Goodwill of Central and Southern Indiana that you can adapt and implement at your nonprofit and for your fundraising success. You can learn more about the Fundraising School online. Our website is philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the fundraising school. You're going to find information about our public courses, which are offered all over the United States, our custom training, which goes all over the world. You'll see information about our quarterly webinars, as well as these weekly podcasts, which are available both in audio and video versions. And of course, you can stay in touch with the fundraising school through the fundraising school app. I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and now you are now more fully informed on this first day from the fundraising school. Mm -hmm.